Welcome to Jesus and Coffee with Pastor Tom, where we have a little bit of coffee and a whole lot of Jesus. And this morning, we are starting chapter 7 of Proverbs. Let's say a prayer and get started. Father, we come before you. Thank you for this morning. And uh, we just ask, God, that you will teach us uh, something new. Uh, maybe there's something here that, that we haven't seen before. And God, I just pray that you show it, reveal it to us so that we can know you more. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, so we are in chapter 7, which continues with this warning and teaching about um, avoiding sexual sin, specifically adultery. Uh, that seems to be the focus for Solomon, but obviously this can apply to all sexual sin. This can apply to all sin in general, because all sin is rooted in um, the simple act of loving something else more than you love God. It's rooted in idolatry. All sin comes back to that. Um, when you cease to love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, that means you love something else. And that means you're putting something else before God. And so all sin, um, at, its, at its core, starts there. And then it branches out into all the many different aspects of life and how it affects everything. It always leads to destruction. So Proverbs 7 starts very similar to the previous chapters where there is a um, command, there is a, um, a decree issued by Solomon uh, to the people listening, to the young man he's teaching, or the father to the son, or the mother to the, the son here, to look at the commandments and remember them, to treasure them, to hold fast to them, and to apply them to your life. Everything comes back to that, right? The greatest commandment is to love God with all your heart. So Solomon says, go to that commandment, hold fast to it. That's what's going to protect you from the destruction of sin. Because in this chapter, we don't just talk about sexual sin and, um, and, and, some, and you know the effects of it we, so much as we see what it leads to, the end result. And that is death. That's what all sin leads to. And so let's go ahead and read here. We'll, we'll go down to verse 5 and stop there for a second. My son, keep my word and treasure up my commandments within you. Keep my commandments and live. Keep my teaching as the apple of your eye. Bind them around your fingers. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Say to wisdom, you are my sister, and call insight your intimate friend. To keep you from the forbidden woman, from the adulteress, with her smooth words. Okay, so again, it's all about focusing on the commandments of God, not just knowing them, but applying them to your life, writing them on the tablet of your heart. I love that. That's, that's such a, a good image um, to understand what we're supposed to do with God's word. Um, you know, that may be memorizing scripture, but, but ultimately what it is is the truth that's being taught is ingrained in you. It's baked into your mind, so to speak. That's the idea behind it. It's so integrated into your, your life and your character and your mind and how you view the world that you will not stray from them because they are a, a core foundation of your life. And this is why it's so important that we teach God's word to children because at an age when their, their minds are like sponges and they're so pliable and they're so influenced at that age, things that they do now... Um, will be written upon the tablet of their heart later. Things they are taught now are written upon the tablet of their heart 
when they're adults. And we know through psychology and through just study of brain development that um, young adults, when they reach the early 20s, that's when your brain literally stops growing. It's, it's not much more development. Now, obviously, you can learn new things. You can hone your skills and, and help your brain's uh, synapses connect better in different areas, um, such as maybe learning a new language. But your most pliable and the most, most easily learn new things as a child and as a young person growing up. And so we ingrain these truths into children for the sake that when they reach adulthood, they're there. They're a part of their character and who they are as a person. And so that's why Solomon, he's so adamant about this, that you go back to God's word. That's what's going to protect you from sin. That's what's going to keep you safe. The apple of your eye, we've all heard that before, right? So in ancient times, the um, pupil of the eye was believed to be circular in the shape of an apple. And it's the most important part of the eye. So you want to protect it. You want to keep it safe. So that's what the idea here is, is that you keep my teachings as you would keep the apple of your eye, the pupil of your eye, very, very safe. It's a very delicate part, and you must protect your eyes. They're, they're invaluable. And so God's word should be viewed that way. It's invaluable. You should protect it. And uh, write it on the tablet of your heart. Become its friend. So all these things, just using all these analogies to describe how we need to view God's word. We need to view it as something precious. I mean, that's, that could summarize this, this entire thing. God's word is something extremely precious and valuable. It's worth more than any amount of money you can fathom. And the reason why you should, the reason why you should keep God's word close to your heart is because it keeps you from sin, keeps you from the forbidden woman, the married woman, okay, from the adulteress. And then he gives this description of what he's seen or what he has seen in young men. So let's read that in verse 6. For at the window of my house I have looked out through my lattice, and I have seen among the simple. I have perceived among the youths a young man lacking sense, passing along the street near her corner, taking the road to her house in the twilight, in the evening, at the time of night, and darkness. Okay, so here's the lesson here that we learned today from this passage. And we'll talk about it for a little bit, but the lesson here is do not, do not tempt yourself. Do not put yourself in a situation to be tempted. This young man that he's watching looks very foolish to him, and he is a fool. He's, he's not very smart. He's out at night, okay? You don't need to be wandering around the town at night because that's when all the secret things happen. People can't see as well at night. So that's when you do the things you know you shouldn't do. So this young man's out at night, and he's hanging out around a corner that's known to have an adulterous woman there. It's like he's putting himself in the situation. He knows he shouldn't be there, and he knows that it's only going to tempt him and lead to something that he shouldn't be doing. Okay, So he's putting himself in a situation. Now, we've got to be careful as well. We need to be careful in, any, in regards to any type of sin, not just sexual sin, but any sin. We need to be careful not to hang around the street corner of the sin, so to speak. Okay, We need to be careful that we're not going at the time of day, at night, in secret, you know, thinking that we can overcome it or, or putting ourselves in a situation knowing that it's just going to 
to tempt us and lead us into that sin. And that can be for anything, right? Maybe you're a compulsive buyer. Maybe shopping is an addiction for you. You like to go and buy a lot of clothes. Don't go after work and decide, you know, I'm just going to drive through that part of town. I know I don't need to be spending money, but I'm, I'm just going to drive through that part of town and I'll just see what they have outside in their storefront. You know, I'm not going to stop and buy anything. Okay, you're putting yourself in a situation where you're very weak. All right, don't assume that you can overcome sin and don't assume that you've got complete control because we don't always have complete control. And if that is an addiction for you and that is a weakness for you, you need to be driving home a different direction and not even going by there. And that's what Solomon has said in the past. Run from it. Completely stay away from it. Don't go in the direction. Don't be anywhere near it. And see, that can go for any type of sin. If you're the type of person who seems to to just love to fall into gossip and talk about other people because it makes you feel better about yourself if you can talk about the failures and the shortcomings of other people. If you're the type of person to do that and you know it's wrong and, and you've been battling, you've been dealing with that. If there are people that you were going to that seem to fuel that gossip and they like to do that as well, don't go and talk to those people. Keep your distance from them because if that is a weakness for you, you're not going to be able to help them in their sin by being positive about the situation that they would be talking about. Okay? Stay away. Keep your distance. Keep your words few. Not saying that you just need to ignore them completely. You still got to be nice to people, right? But don't put yourself in a situation that would tempt you to fall into gossip. This can be applied to anything, okay? If, if you struggle with eating, you're a bit of a glutton, okay, and you struggle with overeating, don't go eat at Golden Corral. As much as I love Golden Corral, as fantastic as the restaurant is, if that is a weakness for you, don't put yourself in that situa situation. All sin applies to all sin. Don't tempt yourself. Don't assume that you are strong enough. God's Word always tells us to run from sin, to run from temptation, to resist it, to avoid it, to not put yourself in any situation whatsoever where you could fall into it. And so that is the wisdom that we gain from Solomon today. First, we get in God's Word. Constantly, we write it on the tablet of our heart. We love it like the pupil of our eye, okay? Second, don't tempt yourself. Don't put yourself in situations that will lead you into sin. Don't ever think and assume that you are so awesome that you won't fall into a sin that you have been weak in previously. Avoid it altogether, okay? Good stuff here. Really good stuff, and we'll continue in it uh, tomorrow. Solomon has more to say about this young man and the effects of, of tempting yourself and what ends up happening to him. So come back, and we'll, we'll look and see what happens to this young man. All right, remember, seek first the kingdom of God and his, his righteousness. He's going to take care of everything else. Seek God first. Love him most. Build your house, your character, your life upon the foundation of truth that is in God's word. And you will be able to weather any storm and you will be able to face challenges that you, you would falter in and you would fail previously. God's word, God's truth, God himself is the greatest treasure. Have a wonderful and blessed day. I'll see you again tomorrow. Bye.